You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Welcome to another episode of SCGA Off the Hosel. I'm Alan Knight, joined by my main man, the Executive Director, Mr. Biff Lathrop. Biff, what's up? Hello, hello, hello. Hope everybody's doing well out there. It's hot. Finally got some summer heat, baby. Yes, we do. And some warm nights so that the superintendents can grow some grass the way they've been wanting to for the last couple of months. Grass is popping. Grass is popping, and that's good. And so is the tournament schedule for the South Carolina Golf Association and the Junior Golf Association. Uh, since we were last together, A, we, we had the father-son up there at Greenville Country Club, the Dudley Sullivan Father-Son Championship. Yep, yep. Um, and it was a Greenville Country Club, and we had, had both Chanticleer and Riverside Golf Courses full, had 100 teams. And uh, when it was all said and done, Mr. Rob and Austin Reeves yes. shot, shot 68. Select drive alternate shot for yep. 68. And interesting fact, this is the second championship for Rob Reeves. He also won back in 2009 with his son, Crawford. Crawford. Yeah. So uh, not he and I think he and uh, the, the Todds uh, ha- have that have that honor. Maybe one more if I might be missing somebody in there. I'm not trying to knock Austin at all, but when I saw that the Reeves won the father son, I assumed it was Crawford. So I'm <laughs> proud of Austin. Austin's a player. Man. Oh, he is. He's he is. Player. I just assumed it was Crawford. Yep. Yep. So that was good for them. Those been and Chris and Chris and Evan Easy and Chris, they played a lot of our stuff and they, they came in second uh, second place with one shot back with 69. I'm gonna say that that event. It's a, it, I mean, it is a competition, but it's also about the father-son time. Like Luke Boatwright talked, they finally placed somewhere in one of their flights, but he, he had been coming here long enough and trying, and and so it's just a great experience. Well, for the it is, and it can also end in a relationship too. Like my father and I, I you know, we, we we had to <laughs> stop playing because it was not going well. Um, right, but it, we we did that, and then we came back the next week, and we had two different junior events going on concurrently. On June the twentieth and twenty first, we were at Sherall State Park. Uh, we had the player series happening up there. Mm-hmm. Um, great event, full again. Golf course was great. New hotel in Sherall, if anybody's been there. It's a not, really nice place to stay. Yeah. And uh, when it was all said and done in the girls' 13 to 18 division, Miss Ella Kate Barnett from Gallivitz Ferry yep. shot 79 74 for a 153 and a four shot victory. Yeah. And in the boys' 13 to 18, Carson Jordan out of Conway shot 71 71 for a three shot win, 142. Nice. Yep. Yep. And so while that was going on, the June the 20th through the 22nd, so a three day event, we were at Florence Country Club for a Grant Bennett Jr. championship. Yes. yes. Man. What a, what a great three days. Weather for both events was tough. It was a tough weather week. Um, right. A lot of rain, a lot of some delays at first day, uh, but they got them all done. But when it was all said and done there at Florence, uh, Mr. we had a playoff, actually. Uh, two young men shot 206 totals together. Uh, Jack Crossor mm-hmm. from Bluffton uh, needed a one-hole playoff to beat Bennett Scaletta. Wow! Um, so it was it was fun to watch. They they played eighteen. I think uh, Jack made a birdie on eighteen in the playoff to to win that. So it is a great playoff hole. Just a like an amphitheater. It is. I mean, it's a good. You know, the, you grew up around Florence. Yeah. It's just a good place. No, it, it is. And they, the the golf hole is coming in. The par three at number sixteen is a great great yeah. amphitheater hole to sit around <laughs> and watch. And um, it's fun. You know, the young men just played so well. I mean, you shoot those kinds of numbers and for for three days is pretty right. incredible. Right. So. Uh, we got done with that, and the Golf Association came down the road, went to Santee, uh, where we were at Lake Marion. We had mm-hmm. 64 lefty-righty teams playing awesome. at, at Lake Marion. So, I mean, I, I, you and I have talked about this, you know, six, eight years ago. I was, I was recruiting left-handers to right. try to keep that championship going. Totally. And uh, we had 64 teams, and 
we do two different events during that. We have a lefty righty championship, yep. and then also at the same time we have the left handers championship. Right. So uh, the right hander doesn't have to hole out every hole. The right hander can sit in the car if he wants to. <laughs> I've seen some of that. <laughs> yeah, left hander's on the hook. But uh, when, when we were done with the competition and we break it down into flights, you know, it's a fun thing. We have some senior flights, and but the overall championship, um, when it was said and done, the lefty righty championship, uh, Danny Ezel and Walter Todd Jr. Yes. Uh, shot 65-64 for a three-shot victory in the team championship. And then Danny, playing as well as he was, he, he shot 67-68 for wow. an eight-shot victory in the left-handers championship. Did he really? Yep, yep. And then we also had, like I said, we had a senior division in the senior lefty-righty. Uh, Ron Klontz and, and Duff Wagner shot 68-65 for their win. Yep. And and uh, in the left-handers division, Mr. Rich Weston who's been our okay. our senior champion in the past, a good, good lefty out of, out of the Pauly's Island area, uh, shot 72-73 for 145 total. How did y'all originate that event? Was that a half idea? Oh, for sure. You know, it's something like that. Just had a lefty-righty. Yeah, but I mean, I think it started off with, with the with the lefty-righty just being another team event. Okay. And uh, the left-handers came out of it. And, you know, while we were doing it, you know, same time. Now, we've had some people ask, you know, we – I, 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 I swing I swing right-handed, but I putt left-handed. Can I can I play in the left-handed division? Was you have to do the majority left-handed, right? right. Um, but it, it's a fun again. Oh, it's uh, a great event. Two days. Lake Marion's done. Santee's done such a good job with their cottages there, yes. the big putting green and the pool, and yep. it's just a good place to go for a couple of days and enjoy yourself. For anybody looking for a great trip at a reasonable rate. Right. I always suggest going there to Santee because you can play some pretty good golf and have a good time. 100%. Stay right there on property. They also have a heck of a shoe store in that golf shop, too. Uh, yeah. A huge. You've seen the billboards <laughs> on 95. If you haven't seen it, you need to check it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, when we got done with that, on that, that was Saturday, Sunday. That Monday, half of our team went down to Charleston, and we had our first amateur qualifier for the, for the mm. state amateurs going to be at, uh, at Musgrove Mill yep. on the 1st of August. But this was the first qualifier. We did it at Coosaw Creek. And when we were all said and done, we had 19 guys that shot 74 better that was going to make the wow. championship. And Mr. Boyd Downey out of Hilton Head Island uh, took the medalist honors with the 67. Came out of nowhere. I'm nowhere, just kidding. Nowhere. <laughs> no, but it, it'll be fun. And that, that was the That's the first of four qualifiers. So while we're talking today, we've got another one going on at Smithfields. Um, we've got one on the 3rd of July uh, at Oak Hills. And then our fourth and last one we – we're going to be at Ponderosa yeah. on July the 6th. We had a little bit of a sight change there, but we're excited to go to Ponderosa and get that done. And then also on July the 6th and 7th, uh, our Junior Golf Association is going to be back in Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach National, for another Player Series event. Oh, good. So, uh, again, filling up, popular, been a great, great addition for our, our Junior Golf Association. Yeah. And then right after that, our Golf Association will be back down. We're going to Daltal Island for the USAM qualifier it was wow. first time we've done a usga event at daltal so we're excited about having the the usam qualifier down there that'll be a good one yep it'll be a good one 36 holes hopefully mother nature will cooperate she usually finds that particular two days to beat us up yeah but uh we'll see what happens so yeah rocking and rolling staying busy um but you know with all that driving going on we've got a great opportunity for our next episode <laughs> yeah and our next guest and who was a u.s amateur champion u.s amateur champion uh living legend uh, Mr. Chris Patton from right here in the Fountain Inn area, and uh, just just great to have him on there, hear about his his uh, life and, and his life on the golf course and all his traveling he's done. So we, we hope you enjoy listening. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. 
Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the games initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. We are lucky and happy to be joined by one of my favorite human beings, Mr. Chris Patton. Chris, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Man, we're great. Thank you for taking the time to join us. At right near, we're at Fox Run Golf Club, Country Club, your neck of the woods. Yes, sir. This is home. Yeah, in fact, I saw uh, there's a plaque of you out there. Your, your Clemson Athletic Hall of Fame plaque mm-hmm. is here. There's I've a, got a painting of me on here in the club. I was just getting ready to say, there's a good-looking painting of the man out there, too, holding mm-hmm. his trophy. And you're, Goofy-looking dude, what? <laughs> your Augusta Low Amateur thing is here, too, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. The medal? Yeah, I have some some stuff out in the trophy case out there right right well cool so let's uh we'll get to why you're here and all that and and let's go how i know how you got started in golf i've asked you before mm-hmm. somebody took you out for a birthday present correct that's exactly right how right, old, right here how old were you i was 13 it was for my 13th birthday and one of my best friends from elementary school lived less than a half a mile for here and him and his father took me out we did say we're at fox run didn't we yes okay fox run i couldn't believe it yep so that's where you see this is where you started literally this is this where is the first my first round of golf i ever played was right here yes sir have you ever seen the golf course look this good it looks really good right now no i mean it uh it makes a monstrous difference when you have a guy that comes in and takes ph you know soil samples and actually finds out what he's working with uh, amazing <laughs> that that does help it does, yes, help, it so. does help well back to the birthday party so mm-hmm. it's just a like a they got you out there and put a club in your hand you just went out there and beat it around a little bit yeah well i mean i, I was a good baseball player uh and i didn't get to hit because <laughs> uh, you hit it too hard well i was a big i was a really super big kid yeah uh, everybody caught up with me in high school and stuff but i was way bigger than most kids and yeah i was kind of the ding king <laughs> back in the day so uh i got to they walked me a lot right yeah so i got to come out here and play golf and i got to hit <laughs> uh, I, did, I got to hit when i didn't want to hit and i, yeah. and I loved it that was uh, i think the big appeal was just getting to hit something and i imagine to me you're such a natural golfer i just imagine you piped the first one 250 yards down the fairway was it that easy uh i hit some shots the first day that is flabbergast me now Really? Yeah, I, I wonder where did that youth and power go? <laughs> go? <laughs> uh, pretty amazing. I mean, I I don't know what I shot. It was like 117 or something. Yeah. Um, but I hit the ball. The guy, the guy was an accomplished golfer uh, that first day, and he said, hey, "You just you you hit some incredible. It's amazing how solid you hit the ball." Right. Uh, but I was a, like I said, it was just I, I hit. I was coordinate i was a coordinated fat dude <laughs> and did you take it from there you started to pick it up I mean, did you get the bug and start playing? i did i started playing a little bit with uh with out here uh, i'd come out and play with with the guy that brought me and then he introduced me to the guys who were already playing golf out here that were similar ages and man they were way all these guys were way better than i was uh, and pretty much didn't want to play with me because I sucked, <laughs> you know. But uh, I was very competitive, and 
semi-somewhat the star in pretty much all the sports that that I played. And I told him, I was like, I'll beat you in everything else. I'll beat you in this too. Just give me a little time. And uh, I guess end of the spring, I was uh, my birthday was in November, and end of the spring um, and that summer after school was out, I'd started playing a lot more in the spring. Um, but then school got out, and I started working out here so I could play and not have to pay fees. Yeah, cart guy. Cart guy. Yeah, range dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, played back. Well, my parents in Christmas, that Christmas after I played my first round, they bought me a, a nice set of golf clubs. So I started with some blades and wood woods. Mm-hmm. Did you really? Uh, wood woods. <laughs> wood woods. <laughs> yeah, and, and anyway, uh, so I had some good equipment to start with. Uh, and then I started working out here, and I, I can't begin to tell you. How many golf balls, how many rounds of golf, how much I played golf. It was every day from daylight to dark all summer if I wasn't doing carts. Uh, 36, 54 holes was the norm. Wow. You know, if we yeah. got to take a golf cart, that was great. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, after that first year, now I, I don't want to come off the wrong way. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but – it is what it is. Yep. Uh, God gave me the the talent, so I'm I'm not taking claim of it. Uh, after nine months, I got my first handicap card, and it was a zero. Wow! So basically, the middle of the end of that summer, uh, I'd already achieved a zero handicap. Um, but also in the same breath, after that first year of playing golf. I needed a new set of golf clubs. Wore out. <laughs> the first four grooves on the seven iron through the wedges, non-existent. You couldn't even <laughs> tell that it had ever been cut on the club. Wow. I had literally wore a set of golf clubs completely out in the first year that I played golf. That's awesome. That's a lot of ball striking there. It's bro. a lot of hitting, buddy. It's a lot of it's a lot of golf. Did that were you done with other sports at that point in time? Pretty much. I pretty much was. Uh, I didn't care for football. I didn't like hurting people. <laughs> uh, I really didn't. I mean, it, it bothered me when, like I said, I was a big kid yeah, in yeah. high school. It would have been a different animal. Yeah. Uh, but growing up, playing the little leagues and stuff, I hurt people. Yeah. Outside of a couple of guys. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> there was a couple of guys that, bring, I mean, they could bring it. Yeah. And one of them ended up winning a tough man contest here in Greenville. Oh, and wow. He was the hardest hit I ever took. Other than flipping a truck, yeah, uh, that was that was that was the biggest uh, rear end whipping I took in my whole life. But outside of that, this guy could bring it. Wow. Um, but I just, like I said, I just, I, I just, I love playing golf, and it was uh, challenging. It was all on you. You didn't have to feel like you're letting down a team. Did you get? Did you take that to the next level? Were you competitive as like a ju- much junior golf? I mean, it wasn't a whole lot back then. But well, I'll uh, I can uh, let me just say this: in the summer of my first year, uh, I know you guys know Charlie Reimer. Oh yeah, yeah. Charlie Reimer was a great junior golfer. I don't. A lot of people forget how good Charlie was. Yeah, uh, he was a big guy. Real, yeah. he was a big big guy. Uh, Charlie, as a junior golfer, was fantastic. In the first tournament that I ever played in, I shot seventy. I shot eighty-three, seventy-eight, 
and won the Constellation flight, basically the, the flunky flight. <laughs> and Charlie shoots 70, 70, 400 par uh, my first year playing golf. So that's how far Charlie was in front of us. Yeah. Um, and a year later, we were pretty much, I was. Hanging with him? I was making him sweat. <laughs> you know, I was, I was making him sweat that next year. And then we, we became extremely even competitive at that point. Now, Charlie played junior tournaments and stuff, and right. I did not play very many junior tournaments. Okay. Uh, I just was local. I was fortunate enough that Larry kept up with high school golf in the state. Um, I won the state championship my junior and senior years, and that kind of got me the attention from him and seeing some of the scores that I shot in what I did play. Talking about longtime coach Larry Penley at Clemson. The man, the myth, the legend. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So that's how I was going to ask how because I knew you didn't have a whole lot of junior circuit champion tournaments that you played in. But so that he won state championship high school golf. That's where he saw you and kind of kind of kept you to himself, right? Yeah. I, I would I would assume I would assume uh, you know the golf community's uh, it's a golf community when people talk yeah and word of mouth I guess uh, I I was shooting some. My junior, my junior and senior year, I was shooting some numbers, man. <laughs> I, I really was. I was like a plus six when I went to Clemson. Oh wow! So uh, sixty-five was sixty-sevens was that was standard board day in and day out. Did you consider going anywhere else? <sighs> or anybody approach you? Well, uh, coach-wise, no. I loved North Carolina, the university. I liked, I liked the scene. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like a nice place. It seemed like a clean place. It seemed like a really nice university. But I I just couldn't play for the guy. There was no 6 a.m. putting practice. <laughs> you lost me, bro. <laughs> lost me right you there. lost me right there. Penley didn't have you up there at 6 a.m. putt? No, no thank God. I wouldn't have went there either. <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about Coach Penley. I mean, he was a fairly new coach back then, wasn't he, or no? Yeah. He was. I yeah. th- Larry maybe had been coaching for two or three or four years. Right. Um, and Larry was a great player. I was just getting ready to say, about the time you went to go play with him is when he won his two state amateurs, I Yes, believe. sir. Uh, well, let's just say when our our daily team play, uh, he took the money home. Yeah. He, he didn't <laughs> – he, he was on the good end right. of the golf team for sure. Yeah. Because he won – he won the State Am in 1987 at the Dunes Club, that's and he right. won it the next year at Kiowa Island. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's when you started. You started in 87 at Clemson? I right? started in 80, the fall of 86. 86, okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, Larry was, Larry was the man. Larry, Larry was a great player, and I understand he still is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't have the body to do it. I'm just flat wore out. Right. Uh, my golf is just ridiculously horrible. But you play one time a year for twenty years. What do you expect? <laughs> True. Well, right. You know. Well, um, what lessons did you, did you learn from Coach Penley back then? Any life lessons? I, I don't really recall so necessarily life lessons. Larry was a friend. Yeah. You know, uh, genuine love. I, I love this guy. He, he's just. He was a great guy. He was a great coach. Uh, he made things simple, which was what I needed. Yeah. I'm simpleton, you know. I it, uh, I was hooking the ball or something. Big Daddy just hit some cut shots, <laughs> you know. I mean, that's the kind of the way he coached me. Yeah, uh, he gave me the freedom 
to get over there on the side of the team and get away from the guys and and uh, work on what I felt like I needed to yeah. work on. And if he says, well, you need to, you know, I'd like to see you hitting some extra bunker shots or something like that or, you know, work on this part of your game. Uh, like I said, he, he pretty much gave me the freedom to seek out what for myself. Right. Uh, and if I needed some help, he would make something, hit you some draw shots or try to hit it, hit some low draws or try to hit some shapes, Try you know, start trying to shape the – uh, shape the ball again, and you gather feel for what the club face is doing. Did you have an instructor, coach, whatever, junior? No, growing I, up? no. I made the biggest mistake of my life. I was in my my junior year in high school. Uh, the people over at Carolina Springs, the owners there, wanted to send me to the golf academy down in Orlando, and I'd never had a lesson in my life to that point. I was shooting stupid uh, when I went down there. Yeah. And I remember a par three specifically that the instructor wanted me to hit. It was a six iron shot. Now, I don't don't, don't know how far it was, but we're (laughs) back then in the power I had, it was probably 190 or so yards. Yeah. He wanted me to hit a draw to the left pin, straight shot to the middle pin, and a baby fade to the right pin and I hit every shot in the grip and I asked the guy what do I need a lesson for (laughs) you know and I was and I was so young and dumb and mind strong that I that he tried to change something yeah and what I had to that point was homemade but I knew where the club face was and I knew how to shape the ball and hit it if I was smart guy and could go back I don't know that I'd have ever taken a lesson. Yeah. I'd have worked harder on my putting because it doesn't matter how good you hit the ball when it comes to high level of play in a PGA Tour, you have got to roll the rock ridiculously <laughs> well. Yeah. And I did not ever achieve that level to be competitive enough to have got my card, kept my card, won I won some things, yeah. but you know, at that point, after winning what I'd won, without winning a green jacket, without winning on the PGA Tour, I thought I was going to dominate golf. Yeah. yeah, I really did. I mean, I had Phil Mickelson was pretty much my competition. Uh, Phil Mickelson, David Duvall, Steve Stricker, those type of guys. Wow. Uh, and I felt like they they can't if I play well, I can't none of them deal with it. <laughs> you know, but I, but I lost that. Well, well, it goes to show you how hard the game is, because I mean, at that level, because you got to have, you got to have it all. Right? You got to have it all together, and you got to be extremely mental. You got to be extremely mind strong. Yeah. Uh, be willing to say, well, you can't do this, and have enough courage and uh, belief in yourself that you say, well, I just watch, just watch, and maybe I can show you how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Clemson. U.S. Amateur came during Clemson. Well, before we get oh. to that, you you had five wins. At, is it five collegiate wins at Clemson? Or is I, have more no, I have no idea. I, I did a little research. I thought I saw where you had five, and you were you were a three-time All-American at Clemson. I uh, do know that, yes, yep. sir. Yep. I believe I was a first-teamer twice and a second-team my sophomore year. Okay. Does that look correct? I, I'll go with that. I, I, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. I think I was a second-teamer twice, uh, first-teamer. No, I was a second-team my sophomore year and a first-team – my junior and, and senior, senior year, and I think I was all conference for those three years. That would make sense. 
And then that, so within that collegiate career, that's what led up to what we're getting to the big daddy, the the, the one that changed your, your life, I think, I mm-hmm. would imagine. Mm-hmm. Was that U.S. Amateur at Marion? It was uh, an honor. And it was an honor to win it where I won it. Yeah. I thought something really interesting about this. That was your first USGA event. Is that, that was my first USGA event. I told you I didn't play a lot of junior golf. Right. Uh, I didn't play a lot of amateur golf. Just didn't have the money to go do it. Right. Yeah. How was that week? Was it? Did you feel like you were at a tour event that week? I mean, that's got to be a pretty. Not really? Big... I mean, as I had played enough college events that, uh, what difference does it make? It's just how you play. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, there was a lot of people. You had two different golf courses that you played eighteen holes on. Right. For stroke play on two different courses. Yeah. Um, it's what three? I guess three hundred and sixteen started. And then they made a cut to 64. And ironically, uh, I believe it works out to where Larry was in the playoff for the 62nd, 3rd, and 4th position. Okay. If I'm wrong, I apologize, but yeah. I'm close. Yeah. Uh, if he would not have three-putted the first hole of playoff, I believe I would have been playing him in the first round. Oh, wow. wow. Epic. That would have so been tough. That would have been – yes, absolutely, it would have been tough. Yeah. Uh, Would you have beat him? <laughs> it wasn't, it I don't wasn't know. a quick answer. I, I mean, I, I don't Larry know. was good. Larry yeah. was good. Uh, obviously, I played good that week. Yeah. Uh, I think I got some stuff out there to prove it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you do. do. Yeah. Well, and you you beat some some pretty good players. I, I did. I beat some good guys. I mean, uh, here's the thing about that whole week that bothers me is yeah, I played this guy named Danny Green. Yep. A hustler from Tennessee. Okay. That was in the final match. In the right? final match. Yep. Uh, I had beat some names. Yeah. And he had as well. And they made us out to be two of the dumbest country flunkies <laughs> of all time. You know, and Bob Rossberg having enough uh, – <laughs> I can't say that word uh, – <laughs> To come to me after the first 18 holes in the final and say, well, Chris, you're an awfully big fella. How are you going to make it? Really? Are you going to make it around the golf course? Bro, I just walked this sucker 36 <laughs> holes the last three days in a row. Right. And now you're going to ask me, well, how am I going to make it? For real? Yeah. That's great. That's 1989 for you. You yeah. know? And, 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 and back then, the media was on me, man, because of my size. Yeah. It wasn't uh, any positives. I needed it. Right. I needed I needed the media to be on my side. I needed yeah. to hear some good things coming from the background of golf that I did. Yeah. Right. Uh and they just made me out to be just this not who I was. Right. So did you know that when that week's going on, did you know what that would get you? The masters and uh, I did. Okay. I, I mean I went when I when I got the trophy I knew where I was going. I hear you. And I was be I was I was just dumb, I guess. Right. I didn't think I was going down there to play at the event, man. I was going down there for a green jacket. Yeah, no, I'm like, somebody's going to have to get sewing a bigger coat. <laughs> you know? I mean, I really did. I right. felt that way. I you, knew that if I played if I played my best golf, it would have been all they needed. It would have been you told all I me. needed right down in there. You said I wasn't smart enough. I went down there to win. I you did. Know? I went down there to win. Right. Uh, everybody's make the cut, make the cut. What the hell with making the cut? <laughs> I wanted a green jacket. I want to be famous. 
And you did make the cut, I believe, or you're low amateur. I made the cut. Yeah. I was, uh, what, even through two rounds? And, like, I don't know, in the top 11th? Did you get nervous then? No, I didn't get nervous then. I mean, the first tee. Yeah. The first tee shot, yes. A little bit of nerves on the first tee, especially the first round. Right. Uh, after that, no. Uh, after you get off the first tee, I, I can't say I experienced any nerves. I wasn't in the mix yeah. to win the event. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I didn't ever experience the nervous part having to going down the stretch. For I got a, you. A, an event like that, you know, not for the Masters, no, not but, for the Masters, but, but certainly. And I know we've skipped over. Well, we haven't gotten to the pro career yet. So, you, uh, what? Any takeaways from your amateur year at Augusta? I know you've told me a story about uh, you asked for surfing turf. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, just I being, was, being I was funny. just being a smart rear man. <laughs> right. I, I, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, the back then it was the the old black fella. Yeah. You know, he was in the clubhouse. Uh, came up to me, you know, what can I get you? And I'm like a menu, and he's like, we don't have no menus at Augusta National. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, what's good? And he's like, well, I really think the chicken salad's pretty special. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how about some surfing turf? And he's like, well, I'm going to have to send somebody across the street to get some <laughs> get some surf. But, yeah, you know, and I was like, no, no, no. Right, no, right. I'm just being, a, I'm just being smart. <laughs> you got to play with Ben Crenshaw on a practice round, I believe. I did. That was probably pretty special. It was. Him, um, Robert Gamez, and Tim Hobby. Okay. If I think I'm right. Wow. Uh, and I played really well. I think I shot 65 that yeah. day with him. I, I yeah. was just looking it up. That was the year Nick Faldo won. That's uh, correct. The year Norman collapsed? No. Okay. Fado beat Floyd in the playoff. That's okay. correct. Yeah. They, and, and they cleared the field by five, the both of them. Mm-hmm. They were both ten. The next third was five wow. under. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The, uh, this is a, one of my favorite things you've ever said to me. And it was it's on tape. I've done an interview with Chris before, pulling weeds. Listen to it because it's got some other funny stories we probably won't hit here today. But if a let's say a young college golfer today makes the british open you were in the british open mm-hmm. and i said well who i said who took you there because today you got a team of people oh, you got psychologists you got everything going and chris looked at me goes hmm was it delta <laughs> yeah I think it was delta. i, I it know was but you delta. just went by yourself it wasn't like coach penley or anybody oh, no. and you found uh, tell them this all changed the caddy story i do now it's just coming to me your caddy, you didn't like your caddy very much at the British Open. Correct? No, I hated that guy. Yeah. I never hated anybody in my life, but he 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 irritated me. <laughs> I think you at one point told him just to shut up and keep up nicely. Yeah, he was just too slow for me. Yeah, I like to I like to not think so, overthink things and move along. And he was was uh, he was he was just not. We weren't clicking on the same. Uh, me being dumb southern country boy, <laughs> uh, my brain waves were working a lot quicker than his was. I hear you. Is that, is that a fair, a nice way of saying that? That was. And what course did you play? I was St. Andrews. Man, talk about a bucket list. Mm-hmm. Well, right off the get-go, hole number one, can I hit this three wood in the, in the burn? No, you ain't no way. It's not possible. You can't. And it goes right in there. <laughs> You know, and he's like, it's the ball still just, it's almost covered. But I, I mean, I only got 90, 80 or 90 yards, 90 yards to the front of the green over the creek. I'm yeah. down in the middle of the creek. You can't hit that. Give me the wedge and shut up. <laughs> you know, so here I right. am, hit it, up, hit it out of the water onto the green. And 
So it just it was not a good start, and yeah. then him being slow and. He was assigned to. Was he assigned to you, kinda? He was a local. Yeah, a local. Yeah. I can't blame him. I mean, you know, uh, I missed the cut by a shot. Right. I think I missed everything by a shot. <laughs> I think yeah. I missed the U.S. Open by a shot, British Open by a shot, Honda by a shot, maybe Bay Hill by a shot, yeah. Heritage by a shot. It sucked. <laughs> Well, it's rough, man. That's golf. So, can I tell you real quick before we get into the professional career and moving on into what we're doing now? And I remember the first time I met you. It was 1989. We were at Watchesaw Plantation for the state amateur. Mm-hmm. It was hot. Yes, sir. I mean, it was brutal hot. And I was back in that day. See, I was 15 years old. My job at that time, I was Gatorade boy. One of the big old round coolers and that, oh, yeah. powder Gatorade with hose water in there and yeah. right around and. I caught Chris. I can't remember what hole it was. I caught you on the tee box, and you filled up whatever little thing you were drinking and filled it up and on the tee box, and I got ready to ride away, and Chris was, nope, 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 don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. I went down and met him at the fairway, and he filled that thing up again. I got ready to ride off. He said, don't go anywhere. He's walking. And he got me on the green again. I just always remember that for whatever reason. I did that. Young man, I remember that. That was my first time I met you. What a glutton. Man, so what? Any other amateur things? Uh, I mean, did you do like the Sunny Hannah, Sunny Hannah? I played the Porter Cup. Okay, um, up in Lewiston. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. Area. Um, I did the USAM the following year. Okay, one AM got just drilled. Did you first round? Chris Embry. I think Chris is the coach at USC. Oh wow, Southern Cal now. Yeah. Um, he drilled me, man. He made a hole in one to close me out. Oh wow! It was, ter- it was terrible. It was seven and five or six and five. You're not used to that, were you? Well, when you three putt six times in the first ten holes, yeah, you're that probably going probably to get beat when you do that. <laughs> so when did you turn pro? Right after. Okay. After getting smoked by him, I turned pro. <laughs> Uh, Straight on the Hooters tour? Did you do Q School? No, I went to uh, Australia. Really? For two events. That's a long flight. Australasian tour. Okay. I went to Australia and played Australian Open and the Masters. Yeah. Any good? Yeah, pretty decent. Made money? Right. It was a worthy trip. Right. Beautiful place, man. What a nice country. Yep. Seeing kangaroos. And I think I – don't hold me to it, but I think I may have – no, that was the following year. I went to Australia, played a couple events, and then I played well enough and had enough positive from the country. They invited me to come back for the summer. Yeah. Or the rest of the tour after the turn of the year. Yeah. And I went down there and played for – I think I was down there like 11 or 12 weeks. Really? So that was my first adventures out of the country. Um, Far away to go. Yeah, a lot lot of countries back then. First two years was international travel. Okay. Um, Yeah, I was was popular enough that I got some appearance fees and accommodation type stuff. So it was nice. Take advantage of getting a play. I didn't get my card. Yeah. Um, I miss everything by a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was that was a education 
in itself. I don't. Uh, I guess I didn't really have to pay for it. I guess I did, but not really have to pay for it. Right. Getting around the world and seeing the different cultures, um, belief systems, the values of the people, uh, the goods, yeah. the goods, the bads, the ugly. Yep. Uh, what an eye opener. Well, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking. That kind of travel. I mean, you what? What are you? You're twenty, twenty one, twenty two years old, mm-hmm. and from little old Simpsonville, South Carolina, and now you're all the way across the country and seeing all these different places. That had to have been an eye opener. You fountain in, fountain in. Excuse a, me, I'm not Susan, a simple I, dude. I, I, man. I, that's, yeah, that's funny. It's all good. That's funny. <laughs> Over the years, I went to thirty four countries. Wow. So, like I said. Your eyes are open to a lot of things. Uh, yes, I may come off as a dumb country guy, uh, old farm dude. Uh, I grew up there. I'm not. I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy. Yeah. If you know anything about me, if I open my mouth, there's – if I ain't dead on it, I'm going to be pretty <laughs> awful. I'm going to be pretty awful close right. to dead on it. If I don't, I shut my mouth and I listen and try to learn something. Yeah. Um, but I was uh, surprised. I was very surprised to see the way people think outside of us. Uh, and it was good. It made me realize that we have a great thing here in this country. Yeah. Uh, if the choices are good cho- Good choices done for the good of people. Uh, We don't do that. Right. But I'm not going to knock our country. I will not knock our country. Right. But there's an awful lot of things we could make a lot lot better for people. Yeah. Uh, I think some of the happiest people that I ever met in my life was from Central America. Huh. Latin America. Yeah. Dirt floors. Dirt yeah. floor homes. Don't spend your money in the hotels. Come stay here. Stay with us. We'll take care of you. Genuine right. happiness from people living on a dirt floor. Could your stomach handle that food down there, though? The real food? Well, just don't drink the water. Okay. <laughs> or, or or eat anything that the water's washed. I got you. Yeah. It's, just, it's not that the water's bad. It's just a different bacteria. Right. I'm sure they react the same exact way when they come drink our water. Yeah. We'll have different bacteria they're not used to. They're probably going to get sick on our water. All right. That makes um, sense. But FDA's got you fooled. <laughs> <laughs> the best piece of steak I ate in my life, I literally ducked underneath it going into this place to have dinner. Okay. It was out like on a little porch right. area, and I literally had to. Duck down and go underneath <laughs> the pieces of meat hanging out front. Oh wow! Uh, and then they took a card out and put all the whole cuts on it. And what you do you want? Your, wow! You just move the knife how thick on the cut you want. And, wow! And I had a fillet with jalapeno cream sauce, and I'll never forget that. That's <laughs> it blew me away. I was like, dude, the FDA is just fooling us. I sat here and just ducked under this piece of meat hanging out here in the sunshine. Right. Uh, in the open air, and yeah. uh, 
<laughs> ain't nothing about this tasting or my stomach feeling like there's a problem with right. that one. That's funny, man. Yeah, man, it was awesome. Did the golf ever bring you back to the America? Web.com? And, and yeah, I, mean, I got my card. Eventually, I got a full-time card on the what's now the Corn... Corn Ferry Tour? Corn Hole Tour. Corn Hole Tour. What a name. Uh, I played three, four, and five. 93, four, and five on yeah. it. And then uh, I left golf. Like you, you really did walk yeah, away. I, mean, I, I, I think I the last at ninety five there. I went a stretch where I shot like thirty eight under in five weeks, Man. and made two cuts and finished <laughs> tied for eighth in both events and missed the other cuts by a shot. Again, yeah. Mister One Shot missed the cut guy, and that one shot hurts. Yeah, yeah. It's it sticks with you. I bet missed by five ten. Oh well. Missed by one, and you're just like, okay, well, I'm eighth, and I make good money. I'm eighth, and I make good money. And if I just make the cut, and that was my golf. If I made the cuts, I usually on the weekend went the right direction. Yeah. Right. Um, qualified for some tour events, didn't do no good. The one time I did make the cut, I, my elbow, I, I couldn't even hold a fort. Mm. Yeah, and I played like awful on the weekend. I think it was in Atlanta. Um, I hadn't played golf for like nine weeks prior to going there. And I remember they wouldn't give me my money back for, uh, <laughs> you know, for uh, signing up to do the Monday qualifier. Right. Right. And uh, a doctor here told me, well, take like 10 Advil and drink one beer. <laughs> and I did. And I played. I shoot 64. Oh, wow. And made it. Fluke, man. Then shoot seventy one or sixty seven the first round of the event. I'm like I'm all up in them now, dude. Yeah. And I got where I couldn't hit the ball 150 yards in the air because of that elbow. Yeah, how you gonna play golf in a PGA tour oh, and no. you can't hit a ball 150 yards in the air? No. Uh, but they wouldn't give me last place check if I pulled out. I wasn't a full time member. Right. So I had to play over the weekend just to finish, just so I could just, get paid. Just to get some. Just to get. Paid. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the end? Was that the last one? I don't know. But when you quit, you quit, though, right? Well, when I quit playing golf, I literally quit. But I didn't really – I didn't full-time quit until 04. Okay. I, I didn't play 90 – the end of 95, 90, I didn't go to Q school. 96, I didn't go to Q school. 97, I got – 96 and 7, I got in shape. I lost a bunch of weight working with my friend Jesse Threlkeld. Uh, I got in way better shape, and I started playing again in '97 and '8, mini tour type stuff, mm -hmm. killing it. Man, I was killing it, playing good, putting good, the whole kit and caboodle. Couldn't get my card, uh, so I played the end of my career wherever I could play, mini tours all over. You name Hooters, right? Teardrop back then, Golden Bear Tour. Qualify here and there for a yeah. Nike event. It was Nike back then, a PGA Tour event maybe. Um, and just survived. Did you start farming right then? No. I I, I left golf uh, in the end of 04. I didn't go to Q school. Like, my mom, my mom retired. 
nine months later. Okay. She was retired two months and then was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer. Yeah, I knew we had talked about you staying in the hospital with her and all yeah, that. So it all worked out. Yeah. And maybe it was meant to be. Right. I was there for mom. Yeah. When she needed me and she got to know who I was as a man. Right. Because um, all those years of golf and travel, I wasn't around family a lot. Yeah. yeah. So she got to know who I was as a grown man, which was super cool because she was who I could talk to about things. Right. And now I'm going to keep it on the family note. The first time I got to meet Chris was out here at Fox Run, running a one-day tournament, and Colby was playing. Colby's probably 13, 14, not very good at golf. And I didn't know Chris at all, and I, we didn't talk that day. I probably watched him. I saw him out there maybe. And I knew who he was. I yep. thought it was pretty cool. We had a U.S. Amateur champion on the ground. You know what I mean? That's a big deal. Ooh. It was. <laughs> you, you can, you, it's a big deal, man. But uh, I remember Kobe shooting. If, if he broke 90, I'd be surprised, you know, back then. Yeah. I mean, it was just starting. And mm-hmm. and getting to know you and watching Kobe improve uh, up to when he broke my heart and didn't win the junior championship one mm-hmm. year. But at Stone Oak Ferry. Remember? Wasn't it Stone of Stone of I, River? I don't remember. I Stone of River, Stone of Ferry. Where was one in Charleston? Yeah, Stone of oh. Ferry. Yeah, so got to know Chris a little bit as a junior golf dad and laid back and very cool. So uh, how was that bringing Kobe up through the game? It was a lot more difficult than watching and playing. Right. Just no control. Yeah. Just have no control over the situation. And you want the best for your son. You want him to do well. Right. Uh, you know what he – I think knowing what it takes to win an event and see him not do that was the hard. Was, yeah. That was the hard part. Because yeah. I knew it was, wasn't hard for him to do. Right. Uh, but I guess Colby didn't have all that much experience in golf neither, not like a lot of the kids. Yeah. Uh, playing week in and week out and – you right. got to do it. You got to you got to play a lot. You just, that's all there's to it. You have to compete a lot. Yeah, great kid, man. He's one of my favorites. He ended up going to Clemson. He did. Played did, with my coach. Played yep. under my golf coach, yep. uh, Larry Penley. Did you think that ever happened in your wildest dreams that you're that Colby? I hope that he could. Yeah. I, I know that uh, the life that I had, uh, the experience I had at Clemson was absolutely awesome. And it sounds like his was too, correct? I mean, I wish I could go back and do it over again. I'd have done, I'd have done some things differently. Yeah. Um, but not a lot. Right. I was a kid, man. I needed to be a kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I told Colby when he went to school, I was like, look, man, just be straight up with Dad. I know what's going on over there. Right. You know, don't think I'm <laughs> – don't treat me like I'm an idiot and don't know what's going on. Right. Just if you got a problem, if you get messed up and you need help, you call Daddy. Yeah. Don't make two mistakes. Yep. <laughs> I, I wanted to be real about it. I didn't want him to feel like he had to hide something and was going to get in trouble. Sure. Over uh, being a being a kid, right. raising Cain, being right. a young man. Am I mean? Am I wrong? No. We, we, we've all been there. I've going. I got a twenty year old son right now, and we're you know, I'm going through the same thing with him. I was like, dude, I I, I did all these things. Dude, I know what you're doing, right. man. I, I can mean, help you on. through this situation. I can hook you up. <laughs> so. He's graduated. He's in the working world now. Yes, he is. If anybody needs a financial advisor, call Colby Patton. <laughs> My son, since he since the turn of this year, has grown up more in the last six months than he did in his first 24 years. Wow. He's uh, become a man. Yep. And uh, I'm very, very proud of 
You should be. what he's doing and how well he's doing. He's he's working hard. Yeah. Uh, but he's knocking it out right now. I I, I didn't have, get to have a whole lot of interaction with Colby coming through the junior ranks and what have you, but I got to meet him a couple times at the amateur championships and stuff he played. Always a wonderful young man. Always very very well mannered. Just yep. enjoyed, enjoyed being around him. You did a good job with him. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. He uh, I gave him his freedom. And you have another son. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, Zach and my yeah. oldest son. He got married last year. Good. And he's living in Rancho Cucamonga. Wow. In California. Yeah. Uh, I messed with him a little bit. I was like, man, you are you neighbors with Uncle Elroy? <laughs> <laughs> you remember the movie I'm talking about? Is no. It's next Friday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle Elroy. Yeah. <laughs> I, do. I said, son, you, you seen Uncle Elroy out there? Said, Daddy, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, wow. Right. These kids miss all the good movies. Well, I, I just – I didn't want to bolster Colby up and leave Zach out. Because I, no, I, I don't know him that. at all, but we yeah. got to mention him. Col- uh, Zach's a great kid. Great kid, too, yeah. man. He's a little older, bit, right? He is. He's oldest. He's oldest brother. Uh, he was completely had nothing to do with sports. Yeah. Uh, Zach was totally into music and uh, two two opposite end of the spectrum, right? Kids, but both of them ended up turning out to be fantastic kids. Good right. for you. Congratulations. That might have been your biggest victory, right there, is having two two successful young men. Uh, greatest honor of my life by a long shot. Um, knowing that my boys are okay. That's good. That's a good good feeling to have. So two things we got to talk about before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Farming is farming and bowling. Okay, oh. that's your two passions right now. One's a living. Well, and, let's say one's a passion. One's a necessity. Right. So the farming is necessity. Yes, sir. How many? Well, not necessarily. <laughs> I have a choice. <laughs> right. Right. So you told me how many? You got hundreds of acres. Isn't that right? Right now, I'm working about. 350 acres total and if you ask him that's not a farm that's a garden that's just gardening <laughs> well i don't do like row crop type right stuff I, I, I raise beef cows yes and cut some hay yeah uh just have basically enough to support what i need for the cows that i have right just small small operation yeah, well you can't make you don't do it if i can <laughs> if i can give uh, people out there a suggestion don't do it uh help your farmers the farmers are the ones that are really getting beat up yeah uh, no, i agree with that uh, i'm just saying dude it's don't do it don't do it don't do it uh, so how many cattle do you have right now i have 50 brood moms right now wow, wow. so uh my sister built a home on part of the was her property but i had cows on it yeah uh and they ran a water line down the highway so they had to put a new fence up on the one side so i haven't put cows i got i sold the cows so she could build her home and i haven't replaced them yet okay full-blown uh 70 wow moms would be what i can accommodate here's something i learned from chris Patton too and the Chick-fil-A cows, you know what kind of cows those are? I have no idea. I believe they're called Holsteins. They're Holsteins. But it's a dairy cow. Those are milk cows. Right. So Idiots. <laughs> they're not beef cows. You know, it's about but they're, more. they're prettier than the beef cows, right? Right. No. <laughs> For Chick-fil-A's purposes? They're milk cows, man. Come on. But a milk commercial with a... I mean, you know, you, well, that's everything in life's like that, man. Yeah. If you really pay attention to... A lot of commercials, you're like, "Come on, bro!" Right. <laughs> but that's how easy it is to get up, get something over on people. It is, sure. 
And I never knew that. Create until. a narrative and it's function it out the door there, and it's like okay. It's like George Costanza. You, you say it enough, it. you, you believe it. You don't yeah. catch it. All right, let's talk about your passion, that bowling. Although he's not happy about last night. Yeah, he had a bad last night experience. You you caught me on a bad day. You (laughs) caught me on a bad morning for that. I had the worst set I ever played last night. I played awful. And I feel awful because I got to play the summer league with a guy named Ken Samard. Ken uh, grew up with a guy here from the area that's in a Hall of Fame, Tommy Jones. They grew up bowling with each other. So I'm playing with a – I mean, I'm – I'm playing with a superstar, man. Right. This guy, two fifty some, two fifty seven. That's la- a score. Last game, two 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 some two twenty something, two eighty nine. Yeah. That's what he bowls last yeah. night. He ain't bowl half of that, man. <laughs> but you've been bowling how long? Three years. That's it. Three and a half years now. I walked into his house last time we did an interview, and he had 13 pairs of shoes sitting there. Wasn't it 13 pairs? Or is it 13 balls? I got enough bowling balls to choke you, but I don't have but one pair of shoes. (laughs) Talk to me about your bowling balls real quick. They are different weighted, correct? No, not really. I thought they'd spin. You you sure they're not, like, different? Well, I mean, yeah, all the bowling balls are different. I know, but. Well, I mean, I guess you can. Why do you need 13, then? Why do you need 13 balls? I don't have 13 balls. I got like 40. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need 40? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I mean, it's like golf clubs, right? Don't You don't have the one you love and stick with? or the No, because the lane conditions change. Right. I'm deal- I, this, I struggle in the summer. Okay. I'm an old man. Okay. People don't realize it, but I'm an old, I'm an old slow, out-of-shape man. Right. So, right – for in bowling, my challenge is ball speed. Not I don't have enough ball speed to overcome the back end reaction. Okay. Uh, I get a lot of shape out of my ball because it's got plenty of time to shape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. That so makes sense. I'm, now we're playing in the summertime. You're dealing with a lot more friction than you do in the winter. I guess the viscosity of the oil changes. Right. The breakdown of the lanes are quicker. Uh, and it makes a guy like me, I have to migrate left to try to get the ball right. into the heavier oil to get the ball down the lane. And and then try to overcome a lot of angle. Yeah. Because I'm having to play a more angled type shot. Man, my man's bowling at a different level than me. Totally, so totally. I have a with the rev rate that I have, which is not a lot. Yeah, medium, I guess, for a house bowler. Uh, it's a, I have a difficult time overcoming that angle. So a guy like Kenny, that just absolutely rips the fingertips out of it. Right, he can overcome any angle. Yeah, like nothing, and still ball drives through the pins. Right. The problem that I had last night is I couldn't get the ball out of the dang hit, hit pin. <laughs> I didn't throw it bad enough to get cross onto the Brooklyn side, which I'd have been better off. I just kept coming high. Brooklyn side. That's the left. The left side of the head pin as huh. a right-handed bowler. Okay. So usually I beat the pocket to death. Right. And last night I got into the head pin too much, and I had 
open, I mean, split, split, split. It is Circle City, man. It looked like a red dot liquor store out on my car. (laughs) And the last game I told Ken, I was like, look at that score, dude. (laughs) I'd rolled like three gutter balls. It looked like some kind of code. I'm like, that, look, that, don't, that looks like a oh, code. Oh, man, you were like just off. some kind of code out there, man. It's a bad – it's just a bad night, It was man. a bad night, but it's just a terrible time to have a bad night. I understand. I want to, I want to be able to play with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the type of guy that I can learn so much from. Yeah. Well, what lanes do you bowl at? If anybody wants to – what's the name of it? Uh, well, right now we bowl at – paradise in spartanburg okay so you travel a little bit then well you come to greenville you deal with crap traffic from yeah. fountain Inn, you go the other way through woodruff and 101 or 221 and you're running the back right right so it takes me 20 minutes to go to golden lanes in simpsonville from fountain Inn. yeah what are you talking about six seven eight seven eight miles All right All right and i've got to go 20 20 miles the back way and it takes me 28 or 30 to go the other way yeah and the uh that facilities it's nice well, i'm just i want to throw it out there in case anybody wants to step up and challenge you any week just walk in and <laughs> challenge the u.s amateur champion in bowling i'm not challenging anybody who's got 40 bowling balls at home and now i will on wee bowling if you want to do that wee a, well i i was my i finished the 30 weeks the 36 week winner league uh-huh. with a 205 average wow. nice and i up to last night i was 200 this summer <laughs> league you know i'm a 200 yeah. i'm a 200 ball yeah that's awesome man. just uh it's, not, average not even average probably you know golf has a track man to you know a track i'm sure colby's mm-hmm. on track man all the time or used to be mm-hmm. is there a track man for bowling but you specto yeah that's crazy. Sure is. Would you have thought that, Bill? No, I, I thought you just went and bought a pitcher of beer and grabbed one of them balls on the rack. And <laughs> if you watch a PBA event, they probably have Specto running so you can see the lay-down point where the ball crosses the arrows, break point down lane, uh, rev rate, speed of the ball off his hand, the yeah, whole kick caboodle. When he said rev rate, I was like, something's got to measure that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're well, right Mr. Patton, that. from the bottom of my heart, man, thank you. Thank you us. guys, man. It's good to see man, you. Man, I appreciate you coming over here with us and talking to us for a little bit. It's great. Always great seeing you. Did you guys drive up from Columbia? Yeah, we came did. Up this God bless you. You had a worse morning than I did. No. It's worth the trip, brother. Thank it you. Was. For, thanks for being a part of golf and, and, and leaving your legacy uh, and doing what you have because you, you are you might not think it, but people look up to you. You got I got a picture of you in my office as a champion. Yeah. And uh, right there in our boardroom, and everybody that comes in there sees it, and there you are holding that trophy. Mm-hmm. And uh you earned that. You earned, well, you earned th- that. Well, thank you, man. I mean, it was. Uh, it's been an honor. You know, golf is golf gave me a great. Uh, you know that guy. Yeah, I'm afraid I know that. Oh, guy. I know that guy. <laughs> Sorry, he don't look the same. <laughs> Kyle Thompson just walked now, in. I'm not gonna interrupt this thing. Right <laughs> you are. Just gonna give you a big hug, buddy. What are you doing, bro? Been a while. I wanted to get here early so I could hear you. I want to get a good laugh. <laughs> You have to wait till next Monday to listen. Yeah. I have to take you bowling. I'll beat you up or something. <laughs> uh, well, Chris, thank you so much, my well, man. Thank you, guys. You're the man. Really cool to see you. Appreciate you, brother. Good thank you for everything. Thank you, man.